Welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And you can listen to our shows at TravelAdviceShow.com and on iTunes. And um, I'm the co- one of the co-hosts, Chris Newton. And I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How are you doing, Jerry? Very good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah would you like to introduce our topic today, Jerry? I would really like to because it's yeah. a destination that most North Americans have heard about all of their lives. Yeah, and it has played a, quite an important part in the history of North America. Um, words like Klondike, Gold Rush, these types of things um, were very common and popular in the 1800s up in the Yukon. Is what we're going to talk about today. The Yukon, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And most people, uh, when they go to the Yukon, uh, take do it by a cruise. Oh, okay. take a cruise. And um, it stops off there in Skagway, in Alaska, and then they take the uh, train. Oh, okay. And um, it is very interesting. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But that's what most people do. On how to get there, yeah, by train. Yeah, and they spend one day on the little train up, come back by bus or something, get back on the uh, ship, and off they go. Okay. But the um, Yukon is in the far northwest corner of Canada. And the west side of the Yukon borders Alaska. Right, okay. Yeah, and um, it's really amazing that um, it's the smallest province or territory of Canada. Is it one of the smallest? Wow, I didn't realize that. No, it is the smallest. Wow, wow. And it is small. Yeah. At least where most people will go and do things. Um, yeah, it is very small, and um, it very very um, um, has very few people, like thirty six thousand people. Oh my gosh! Really? Wow! And um, most of them are European descent, but about seven thousand of them are North American First Nation. Oh, the, yeah, the First Nation. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, it is not very populated. I mean, Whitehorse, the capital is the largest, and it's not very big. But most of the people live in Whitehorse or around it. So um, it is um, a fabulous place. And uh, it, it's sort of like Alaska was maybe 50 years ago. Oh, oh, nice. I like that. Okay. Okay. It's kind of... Uh, um, it, it keeps its uh, identity and stuff. Yeah, it really does. I mean, there are no high-rises, and it's very low-keyed, and everything is outdoor activity related in the oh, whole province. It's very outdoor, yeah. Okay. I mean province, territory. T- and um now how do you get there? I mentioned uh the rail portion. Okay. Where most people um get it on this um the White Pass and Yukon route train from Skagway. And um 
most people take like the three and a half hour or so um, trip. It's only about 40 miles up to the summit. Uh, you go over mountains, and the train ride is spectacular. I bet it goes through wo- forests and yeah, mountains. mountains and rivers and spectacular yeah. scenery. And uh, it will remind people of Switzerland. And um, it's beautiful trip. Or you can go all the way um, to a town called Carcross, um, and it's C-A-R-C-R-O-S-S. And from there, you can take a bus on into Whitehorse. So uh, if you can, if you're not going to do it by a cruise, uh, you can get to Skagway, take the train, okay, and then enter into uh, the Yukon and take the bus. Uh, the train will actually make arrangements for you to continue by train to Whitehorse. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Yeah. okay. It's not geared for that, but you have to ask them, and they will do that for you. Okay. And um, the, another way, <coughs> the way that I usually go, is by air. Uh, there are several airlines, such as Air Canada, WestJet, Air North, <coughs> that offer flat flights from like Vancouver, Yellowknife, Calgary, okay. and other uh, Canadian areas. And uh, so you can fly in there. Like Winnipeg, also, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and you can also fly in from um, Anchorage. Oh, Anchorage, too, okay. okay. Yeah, to Dawson Creek. And uh, I think it only goes like three times a week, and it's a very small plane. So you must make reservations very early. And um, then roads. You can get there by road. Um, many, I shouldn't say many, but many people have done the um, Alcon Highway, like from Alaska to the lower 48. Yeah, that's a popular route, right? Yeah. Yeah. My brother took his 11 children. Oh, my God, 11. Wow. And they drove from the lower 48 up to Alaska. Did they really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He's a very intelligent and very popular medical doctor. Okay. And uh, should have IQ of above at least three to take 11 kids on. But, um, <laughs> on a road trip, yeah. On a road trip on the Alcat. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, and, uh, but they loved it with a passion. They drove all the way up and drove much of the way back. Then they joined up with the um, Alaska Ferry. Oh, okay. And continued back down to Seattle by boat. <clears throat> so you can't. There are um, <clears throat> three roads that come in from the west, from Alaska, and uh, there are two roads that you can enter from British Columbia in the south. And um, the roads, in, well, the roads that most people will travel in the Yukon are very good. Are they real? Yeah, they're, they're well paved and yeah, they're well maintained. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, there are two lanes. You've got to be careful. And in the summer, you may get stuck behind campers and RVs and stuff and buses and stuff. And so it it reminded, because I've, I've done that the, um, by car within the Yukon. It reminds me of Yosemite. Yeah, yeah okay. Crossing Yosemite from east to west. Yeah. Um, in the summer. And <clears throat> sometimes it can be that, appear to be that crowded, <clears throat> especially when you get down. Excuse me. Oh, that's right. Especially if you get down to some of the uh, 
national park. And, um, is is there some national parks or like provincial oh, parks? Yeah. Yes. There's all. Uh, there are provincial parks, and um, the, some of them are extremely magnificent. I mean, the well, we need to talk before we get okay. to that. I mean, uh, because we need to talk about when to go. Yeah. The, yeah. The time and and the weather yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Migration, I bet. A lot of migration yeah. going on. Um, do you know? I honestly don't know, but I'm positive they have to. I bet, yeah. Yeah, with they the birds. They all die. Right, yeah, they all have to come, come south. Or... Yeah, but in the yeah. summer, it's very nice up there. You see tons of fish as you go to the various places. And um, they have all kinds of places to stay. And um, some of them are more fun than others. I mean, the major towns. I, I, they're really cities, but they're towns. Uh, are Whitehorse and Dawson Creek. Okay. Whitehorse is sort of in the southern center part, sort of, and Dawson Creek is in the middle part, sort of on the western side. Okay. Yeah, and um, the Yukon River separates them um, down the Yukon River, and um, <clears throat> it's. Um, I mean, there are all kinds of things you can do is amazing. I mean, you can go on, um, you can stay in homesteads. We used to ride boat or canoe in the summer or dog team in the winter in 
uh, wilderness homes, so you can go homesteading. And um, they have private cottages um, out on lakes and things like that. And they have camping uh, between Whitehorse and Dawson Creek on the Yukon River. And um, all types of atmospheric hotels in the, the major towns. Uh, Whitehorse and Dawson Creek, as I mentioned, are by far the major ones. But there are other towns um, where you can go, such as uh, Carcross, where the train ends, uh, or Haynes Junction, which is sort of in the uh, north, uh, I'm sorry, southeast part, right on the British Columbia border, and that's where people come in from British Columbia. Gotcha. Okay. Drive in, and mainly, and uh, and then um, it's those are the main towns that people go to. And so most everything that most people will do will be in the western part of the state, the southwestern, and the southern gotcha. of the state, okay. of the territory. And um, it, um, and the hotels uh, don't look for anything five-star. And I, I will say don't look for anything four-star. Uh, but they fit the area. They're rusty. You feel like you're in a gold mining town oh, in the nice. 1800s. The atmosphere. It's a very authentic and, atmosphere, yeah. And, yeah. And now, granted, in Whitehorse and Dawson Creek, uh, it has the element of tourism because there's only like four or five months that people will go there. Usually it's June, July, and August. And um, it, it's not crowded, uh, jammed with people, but it is crowded uh, in the sense that you'd better book your hotel, you'd better book your kayaking trip. Or canoeing trips, uh, and the wilderness adventure trips, three, four, five multi-day trips, a year in advance. A year, really? Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, to be safe, because there are not that many hotels, there's not that many uh, opportunities to go out into the wilderness, and uh, you better book it if you know what you want to do. You can book it with a guide and, and stuff. Oh, yeah. There are a lot yeah. of companies up there. What, what? A lot of companies. Okay companies that specialize in things. I mean, for example, if you want to like, get in a boat or a canoe and go up the river and go out into the wilderness and stay in a homestead, you can call a company that uh, I have friends that uses Cather's Wilderness Adventures. Okay. And there's a, a, a company that one of my friends uses quite often. It's called Sundog. I love it. Sundog Retreat. And that's where you stay in private cottages on lakes. Oh, nice. So you can see the wildlife right from your dock. Oh, that'd be great. Sundog, yeah. it's called? Sundog. Sundog. And if you want to go camping, camping um, along the uh, Yukon River or throughout uh, the southern mainly and southwestern part, you can uh, contact Yukon Wide Adventures. And, and there must, I don't know how many, probably 50 companies that specialize. Oh, my God. And um, those people that like winter, I mean, winter uh, and sports and activities, I mean, there's uh, things like snowshoeing and snowmobiling, ice fishing, and um, you can go with dog teams, um, you know, dog sleds. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and uh, right out of Whitehorse. I mean, Whitehorse is quite a... um, major place, and that's where many people 
say, but if you're going to go, you at least need to either drive or fly or ride in a bus between Whitehorse and Dawson Creek. Oh, okay. You need to see that area, at least that area. And um, because that's super famous. And, um, for example, um, they have gambling halls up there. Not real gambling, but they have, um, you know, with the can-can girls and the honky-tonk music. Oh, yeah. You go into like an 1800 gold mining saloon. Oh, yeah, like old saloon. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so it's very atmospheric. And kids, people of all ages, really enjoy it up there. Even if you don't like to camp, and I'm not a great camper, mm -hmm. it is fun to go up there and stay in the rustic hotels mm -hmm. and participate in the, the gold mining Klondike atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, like like just the 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 you know being back in time during the gold mine period. Yeah, it, it really is, and you can go uh, pan for gold, and. Um, each of the cities, Dawson City or Dawson Creek area, um, and Whitehorse have steamboats. Oh wow! Oh man! Uh, like with paddle on Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're not overnight or anything. You paddle around the lake and river, and um, on the rivers, and um, they're really kind of fun with them pulling off the steam. And um, they have so many, so many uh, nature and wildlife areas throughout. The area that we're talking about, west, southwest, and southern. I mean, places like Mile Canyon has some very interesting geologic formations, and the Yukon Wildlife Preserve and Tombstone Park, and they're easy to get get to. They are easy to get to uh, from Dawson City and from Whitehorse, and you can even go tour a uh, an old gold mine from in. Near Dawson City, the Dredge Number Four Mine, and you—the thing that I was talking to you about the dog sled—yeah, um, you can do half day, full day, two or more day uh, trips, and the half day and the one day, full day, generally make you you by yourself do it. Drive the horse. Uh, drive the sled and make the um, huskies go. Wow. Well, really? You actually... <laughs> yeah, and they only have like, I don't know, four or five people or something with you in your group. Uh -huh. And uh, so you have to be in kind of good physical condition to get those dogs to go. And one of the things that many people, not many, but people that do go in the winter do, is go see the northern lights. Oh, yeah. What, what, what time of year is that? Is that good to go for that? Well, it's definitely winter. Yeah, the winter. And uh, you can never say exactly, but I'm going to guess December through, let's say, end of February. Gotcha, the northern, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe early March. Uh, this kind of period, and they're beautiful up there because there's no industry. There's no polluted air. There's no light pollution. No. Yeah. Uh, it's like going to the northern part of Norway. Yeah. yeah. And going outside of um, Yellowknife. Um there's a lot of places you can see them uh, anywhere above the Arctic Circle, basically. But it is, um, they're very good there in the Yukon. Mm. And um, so there's a wide variety of things to do. Most people, unless they're going to camp, 
And you can rent RVs up there and speed around. But many people, as I mentioned, will rent them like in Anchorage and um, buy their own. Many people have their own. And they go driving down like to um, Carcross, okay. to Haines Junction, and keep on coming down and going up. And go, yeah, that they're kind of passing through. Yeah. And there are many places you can just basically pull over and camp. But you got to be careful in part because of the grizzly bears. Right, right, with your you food. Really you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it is a magnificent destination to go. If um, And kids love it. Oh, nice. um, any, I think anyone over the age of maybe eight okay. would really enjoy it because it is rustic and beautiful. Oh, I bet. It's Actually, real pristine, probably still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll drive for hours and never see a thing except beautiful scenery and nature, animals and things. So I really recommend going to the Yukon. Right. And if you like warmer weather, then definitely uh, May through September, but June through August is generally the best. <laughs> but um, okay, it's a nice place to go. That's great, Jerry. Yeah, the, uh, I've never been, but I, I, I've always had a... You know, a thing for you, kind of, yeah, like you hear about it just in movies and, you know, there's a lot of TV shows or, you know, different, um, you know, like it's just, it's just popular in, in novels, too. It's been written yeah. about, I mean, it's, yeah, a pretty famous spot, but it's it's pretty far north, but, you know, it's worth, it's worth going to check out, I think. And, well, it um, really is, and they have tons of museums, different kinds. Oh, okay. okay. Like the Jack London. Museum and oh, Jack London Light Museum. Yeah, yeah. And they have a wide variety of museums, and so it will appeal to many, many people. And the First Nations, I bet you there's a lot of history there with the First Nations and the culture. Um, the answer is yes. A little bit. Uh huh. Yes, but it's not as obvious. Not as okay. As like in British Columbia. Oh, okay. And other places. Um, you have to be a more be tune yourself to be more aware to notice it. Um, gotcha. And it's just not right there. But, but it used to be. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure much more so, but uh, they sort of mainly moved south, I think, because you just don't see many. Yeah. Like you can out of like in parts of British Columbia and like that. Right. But well, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. That's great, Jerry. Well, well, sounds good. Well, 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 well thanks for the travel advice, man. And <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and all the listeners out there, if you have any questions or anything, you know, feel free to contact us at TravelAdviceShow.com on the Contact Us page there, and uh, if you have any questions or anything. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, you can yeah. even rent motorcycles. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, like Harley-Davidson's or like or different well, types of... I, I don't remember the names, because um, I'm not into motorcycles. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, people rent them and off they speed. And uh, so, I mean, it's a, just go to, like, Google or Yahoo or something. Yeah. And put down things to do in the Yukon. In the Yukon. <clears throat> I, or, I think they have a good website. The Yukon Tourism Board uh, has a good, yes, I forgot. they do. Yeah, I looked at it. Did, uh, did you see it before? Yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah it's very they, visual. They, and, yeah, yeah they, they really have their act together. It's, yeah. And, yeah. and you'll be amazed at the options that are available. 
you can easily stay a week up there. Easily. A week. And that's not okay. yeah, that's not, you know, camping or going up into the wilderness uh, on your own with a guide for a week. I mean just staying around Whitehorse. You could stay a whole week in uh in Whitehorse and they have a national park uh, which um is absolutely fabulous. The Klain, K-L-U-A-N-E, National Park and Reserve. It's even a UNESCO heritage site. Oh, is it real? Wow. Yeah, wow. and it has uh, Mount Logan. And Mount Logan is over 19,000 feet high and is the highest mountain in Canada and the second highest in North America after Denali wow. in Alaska. Wow, it's so, that, wow. Yeah, that so, I mean, there's a lot of things to do there, and that national uh, park is wonderful. Hmm. You can spend <clears throat> four or five days there looking at wild animals and things. Cool. It's a beautiful place. Nice. All right, Jerry, well, well sounds good. Well, well, thanks a lot, and, uh, yeah, and uh, have have safe travels and everything. Thank you, to you d- also. Yeah. I hope our listeners yeah. do also. Yeah, yeah, and um, until next time, and uh, yeah, and uh, and you can listen to all our shows uh, on the website there. So, okay, all right. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Robert. Yeah. So, sounds right. great. And the other thing is, is grizzly bears can climb up trees. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a good. Oh, oh, Robert, you should have interrupted and told them. Yeah, yeah, grizzly bears can totally. Yeah, yeah. You don't mess with grizzly bears, man. No. I've had experienced them all over yeah. Canada and Yellowstone. I woke up on time from sleeping in the tent at Yellowstone to go to the restroom, and I'm walking out to the toilet over there, the outdoors. Right. And right there, <clears throat> not 30 feet from me, is a huge bear. It was silhouetted, silhouetted with the sun coming up behind it. And I don't know what kind it was, but it was huge. Drinking water out of the lake. Oh, man. And I froze and he turned his head and looked at me. And it kept drinking, then it went away. Thank heaven. Nice. But wow. I've had numerous stories. And boy, that's why I don't camp when there are grizzly bears by. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I don't trust them. Right. Right. They're very devious. They can, they can act like they're... Um, you know, like they see you and then they go the other direction and the next thing you know, they come at you from another angle. Yeah. And so, um, especially if they have cubs in the vicinity. Oh, I know it. Oh, yeah, 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 the cubs are, right. Yeah, I've experienced four or five, maybe six or seven in my life in different wilderness areas in that part of the world. And, well, Wyoming North and... Um, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well... All right. Very good. Okay. 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 Soon, huh? Yeah. Okay.